how it works and how it flows through the church. And as a church, we are the body. We are, uh, God is the head and we are the body and we are his hands and his feet. And we operate through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So um, before I get started, I want to go ahead and uh, say a word of prayer before we kick it off. And so go ahead and bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for being in your presence. I'm so grateful that I'm able to worship you in spirit and truth. I'm so glad for another day on this earth where I get to praise your name and bless your name, Jesus. And right now, I pray for every single person in the audience today, Father. I pray that you just meet them at their need. I pray this is... uh, this opens their ears, Father, and, and if they could take away one thing that you would love for them to apply today, Father, I pray that you touch them in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. So do we have any Jaguar fans in, out here? I know, yeah, woo. I saw some glasses with Jag swag. I see more Jag swag in uh, front row, second row, third row, back in the rafters. I see a little bit of Jag swag. Uh, that's usually where my seats are because I can't really afford those good ones. I'm in the nosebleed. But, yeah, just how the Jaguars work, I, I, I've been following them since, like, the 90s. I went to their first inaugurated game when they played the Oilers. Do you guys remember that team? So this was way back in the day, and their first kickoff, they caught it, threw a pass all the way to the other side, and, and Andre Risen ran it for a touchdown. It was the most incredible thing I've seen. That was my first NFL game, and that was what happened. But then all of a sudden, somewhere, they fell off. As you guys know, it was pretty tough being a Jaguars fan the past four or five years, and for some reason, their offense couldn't connect with their defense, and then the quarterback just couldn't connect with the receivers, and he was just, whoever, first string, second string, third string, they were just handing the ball, and they were getting stopped every time. Everybody wasn't working as one, and as you guys saw this past year that we made it to the playoffs, amen, and that was amazing, so we didn't waste all of our money on food and just garbage at the game. We actually stayed the whole time, and we were able to see a winning team, and <laughs> when I think about that, it, it, it does kind of remind me of how the church operates sometimes. Sometimes we're on different wavelengths. Sometimes the sound might be a little off. Sometimes my drums might be off. Sometimes we might be having something going on. We're just not connecting. And what we've been talking about here is in heaven, we, we want to talk about, uh, I want to break in a little bit to the Holy Spirit today and how he empowers us and how that connection, what he does is he, he lets us finish plays. He lets us run their race. He lets us further his kingdom. And when we're connected, we have a season kind of like the Jaguars had. They should have won. They were ripped off by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that's another story. But we can, we, we can win all together. And that's what God really wants us to do as Christians, as fellow believers, um, as the body of the church following him. We're going to go ahead and pull up on the screen. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians today, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and uh, 12 through 14. Um, it says, just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all is many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by the Spirit. Everybody say Spirit. So as to form one body, whether Jews, Gentiles, slave or free, that we are all given the one Spirit to drink. So the Spirit's in everybody. We're we're different parts. We're different members. We're diverse for a reason. I love looking across here and seeing different people. And but we all drink from the same cup. In Ephesians, it talks about that that we that we do not drink 
obsessive uh, because that dissipates, but to drink of the Holy Spirit. And what that means basically is like I can have four or five Diet Cokes. Eventually, it's going to hit a point where I'm consumed and I'm filled humanly, right? That used to be my drink of choice. But from that point on, we can't be filled anymore until a latter time. And what happened with the Holy Spirit is he used to roam the earth. He used to be in the earth. We see him in Genesis living among the earth. He's doing miracles through his prophets. He's doing miracles through Moses. And he shows himself in a mighty way. And that's, his, that's the Holy Spirit working. What happens after the crucifixion, going from the crucifixion, the ascension, the glorification of God, then we are finally empowered with this amazing gift, the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we hear the, the gift of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And I kind of want to dive into how that breaks down, okay? So is everybody with me? Good, good. So the gift of the Spirit is, again, what God has given us. When we say yes to Jesus, that you are a new creation, you are a child of God, and you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. So that baptism is a little bit different than when you go underwater. And when you get baptized and dunked in this ice cold water, Hannah and I did that last year. And it was our proclamation of faith. Uh, For years, I was living kind of off. I was a little out there. Um, For about the last three years of when I had problems um, not serving God, I was in addiction. I was in, um, I was having issues with sobriety. I was having a lot of problems and I was trying to handle my problems by by going to my addictions. And through that, I, I finally realized that after I came, I met Christ. Christ met me right where I was at. He took me from the place I was. He transformed me and then he baptized me in the spirit. And at that point, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. So like the Diet Cokes or like anything, like the, the Bible is metaphorically speaking, that do not, you can't get past the point of drunk with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to fill you. And not only is he going to fill you, he's going to consume you. He's going to be in every facet of your life. And just as 1 Corinthians 12, 12 says that we are the body, we are the church, and he is the head. So there's no way that we can work without that. Um, making that baptism and that decision with Hannah was one of the turning points of my life. The past year has been amazing. We got engaged. We got married. We bought a house. We started a business all literally in one year. I proposed to her last, uh, the day after last Easter, and God has blessed me, and he's, because again, when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I have that power. So when we think about the Holy Spirit now, there's another section in 1 Corinthians, and we can go ahead and turn to that, and it talks about being blessed with the gifts of the Spirit. So one was plural, and the next one, I'm sorry, the first one was singular, and the next one is plural. So I want to unpack this a little bit. So again, uh, some of you, have y'all heard of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, anybody? Okay, good. I'm preaching to a few here, and a few that haven't heard about it. So again, what the, we've heard that song, there's power, there's power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And that, that blood flows through us, and it gives us that opportunity to be ready to consume these gifts. So if we pull that up, it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all in them and in everyone is, is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The other there is giving through the Spirit a message of wisdom, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, 
to another miraculous power, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kind of tongues, and to still another interpretation of tongues. So some, I might have lost you at the, the tongues speaking, because <laughs> that's a little bit different. But basically what God is saying is these are just gifts that he's going to bestow upon us to continue to work through his church. If you think about, say, for instance, you're working and you cut your hand, and if those digits fell off, you, 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 can't, you can't use them anymore. But the time that they're sewn back to you, then, then that hand can be fully working. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. I want to go ahead and uh, I think that there's a couple takeaways that we can see um, here. And, and there's three takeaways from the teaching of the Spirit, and they are divine gifts. They are different gifts and dependent gifts. So these are divine gifts. They're, they're not like where I can play the drums or play the piano or maybe throw a football into a basketball court all the way down there, or kick a field goal or whatever. Those are different kind of gifts. These are gifts that are meant to edify the body of Christ. These are gifts that are meant to further. Um, I was, had one of the craziest experiences once. I was in teaching a, a cutting class in Orlando, and this, uh, this, this girl, I was cutting her hair. She's, you know, she, she was fascinated by what I was doing, and and at the, I thought that she was just fascinated by my work. But then at lunch, she asked me if I was a Christian. And I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, absolutely, because uh, I try to live that out everywhere I go. And after lunch, we were in a salon, and they were talking about, um, like, different kind of, like, psychics and stuff like that, the kind of mystical things in the, the spirit that might be not of God. And, um, and I, I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, that's not for me, but... You know, I, but I, I do believe that people can speak in that way. And I was speaking about the Holy Spirit. After that class, she said, you know what? That was confirmation from the Holy Spirit that I needed to come talk to you. And she came up to me and she said, I, I had, um, first I, I was given a verse. She goes in that, you know, commit your plans to the Lord and he will, he will you know, make you succeed. That's my paraphrase. That's a, that's a Lee version, not the New King James version. Um, but yeah, you're successful. You're great if you give it to God. That's what I heard. Um, then she told me that if, um, that she had a vision that I was standing on a stage and I was all by myself and there was people that were standing around me cheering me on and that they were passing the baton and the, the, to me and that it was my time to step up. And it was incredible because that was the same time that I, I, I dropped my addictions. That was the same time that I dropped all of the drama, all of the mess, all of the garbage that I, that, that I was doing that wasn't allowing, it was, it was a barricade to, to, for the Holy Spirit to fill me because at that point I was filled by myself. And I know we all go through those times where we, we get selfish and, and we do things our way. And like Pastor Kyle talked about the first week is that the Lord's Prayer says, thy kingdom come, thy will, your will be done here as in heaven. And, and so we have to submit our will to God and we have to do that. And through repentance, he, he changes our life and, and lets the Holy Spirit work. So after she shared that vision with me, I called Kyle right away. I'm like, I got to pass this to somebody else. And as we see in the teachings from the Spirit, are they, they're divine. They're given from above. They're not given from natural talents. They're not given from, like I said, playing an instrument or anything like that, which do edify the body and build up the body. But they are divine. They are supernatural. So I gave it to Kyle, and, um, and I was like, man, this girl gave me this word. I don't know if it was good or bad, but I liked it. Um, so I need you to pray over, pray over that. And he said, it, it sounds like it's scripture-based. I just want you to run with it, and 
let God bless you with that. And what was odd is three months later, I'm going to a concert with my cousin. Um, and we, I didn't really want to go. It, it was a Rascal Flats concert. I like Jay Marcus and stuff. Whatever, blah, blah. You can make fun of me. Um, I, I like Justin Bieber too, so don't hate. But I was going to that concert, and as I was tr- we were traveling, uh, she was really quiet, and it was at the Sam, uh, St. Augustine Amphitheater. We were leaving. I was late. It was raining. I had to work late. I wasn't feeling it. And, um, but anyways, we were on that drive, and, and um, for some reason, she wasn't talking to me. She, I turned over and looked at her while I was driving, and she was crying. There was just tears coming down her face. And I was like, Monica, what, what's going on? What's, what's wrong? And she said, she, in, in Spanish, we say mijo or mija. That means like boy or girl. And she's like, mijo, I had a dream about you last night. And I'm like, uh-oh, are we going to final destination this? What's going on here? Like, don't tell me this. I don't receive that. Amen. Uh, but it, it, was, it was the same exact vision. She says, I had a dream last night, and I was woken up, and I was speaking in tongues, and I was praying for you. And I had a, a vision that you were standing on a stage. It was almost kind of like stadium-like. And people were cheering you on, and they were passing like a torch to you, saying, now is your time. And the different that thing that she added on to this was, she said, but you have to, you're going to have to meet your helpmate first before you do that. Three months later is when I met Hannah, and when God blessed me with her. And I mean, I, I definitely, you know, call it emotion, call it feeling, call it what you want, but this is what the Bible is talking about. It's something divine. It's something supernatural. It's something that you, that you just can't explain. Because what happened is I took my way I emptied myself. I let the Holy Spirit fill me. I got rid of all the mess, got all the garbage. I cleaned house. I got rid of all of the dirty laundry. And I said, basically, God, I am a temple for you. I submit my will to you. Your will be done here as in heaven. And at that point, God started using the arms. God started using the feet in the church. God started using the brain, the body. The, he, was using his, his, he was using people just like you sitting here right now that were able to speak to me from something divine. Now, like I said, I didn't want to get too weird, but I just got a little off. But hopefully you, you can receive that in, in Jesus' name because that's something that the, that the Scripture is talking about. That because of the Holy Spirit that we're given that, that power, um, they're divine gifts and they're also different gifts. If you can pull those up, the Bible, like I broke these down again. This is Lee term, so you're not going to find this on the internet. If, if Kyle sees this wrong, he'll fix it next week. It's not my fault. Um, but it's saying wisdom is the first one. Um, knowledge and healing. Um, those are all motivational. That's when you're broken and you're at the end of the rope and you can't, you, you can't go another day. And God speaks to somebody in your life that's in the church and says, I love you. I need you. You're important. I know you're having a hard time, but the Spirit told me to encourage you and be there for you and lift you up. You have knowledge and, he, and, and healings. Those are all encouragement. It's uh, through the Spirit there's when, with life-changing decisions when uh, that God's working hand through the body for knowledge, and he lets you see things with spiritual eyes. Um, life-changing acts of God through the mind and body, same thing. The next one breaks down into miracles, discerning, and prophecy. So these are things that, was, what, that happened to me where somebody has seen this in a dream or a vision, and we ro- always run it by God first. But then I, I received it in Jesus' name, not in any other spirit. Miracles are things that are extraordinary events that don't happen. 
like the mom when the car flips and her kids are in there and she just picks it up with one arm like Superman and everybody gets out. That's a, that's a gift that only God can give. Uh, discerning, seeing things again through the spiritual lenses and what, um, seeing if they're from the Holy Spirit or other spirit. Uh, prophecies are the proclamation or predictions of things that will happen in the future. Like I'm proclaiming that, you know, a good season this year. Um, Different tongues and interpretations of tongues, those are, those are the, the, those manifestations. Because in the Word, it says that these are manifestations, they are gifts. And when you think of that, that's things that are done in the spiritual realm. They can't be done here. So I just wanted to break those down for you a little bit. I hope that you can receive those. Um, but the question that I like to ask myself is, you know, how can I advance the kingdom? And, you know... Again, coming from where I came from and where I'm going in my walk with Christ, I just want to be his, the hands and feet. And so I have to be led by him. It's kind of like when you're really hungry at midnight and you look around the house, you can't find any donuts or cookies or snacks or grapes or salad or whatever you're looking for. But all of a sudden, your stomach sends a signal to your brain and it says, get up. So then all of a sudden, your feet get up. And then you, you know, scratching your face and can't find where you're going. And then you're, but you beeline it down. And then all of a sudden you take that, your hand puts the food in your mouth. And then it's adjusted through the mouth and the teeth true. And then the throat swallows and then it digests down through the stomach and it's processed. And then the, the job is complete. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He uses us to complete his work. You know, I, again, diversity, we have unity in diversity. And Everybody here is different. So, you know, how do, I, how do I accept this for myself? Is after Christ died and he came and showed himself for 40 or 50 days after, he told his, his uh, disciples to, I want, you know, I, he showed him his hands, he showed him his feet, he showed him that he was human body, he ate with them, he broke bread with them, he, he prayed with them. And then from that point, he ascended back to heaven in, in, in transfiguration and at that point before he left, he said, go into the city and wait. And then he continued to say one more time, and wait. So I don't know where you're at today. I don't know in your Christian walk whether you are, you know, um, on the meat and the steak and, and, and the potatoes or if you're in the early stages or you're thinking about who is this Jesus and, and how does this work. Um, I, I just want you to pray and ingest this and, 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 and wait. And sometimes the gifts, they, they're, they're meant for certain seasons. Like sometimes you might be going through a, a season with family and God uses you to minister to them and bless you because you can't do that on your own. You know, if we came to church and the Holy Spirit wasn't involved, we would have a dead church. We would have nothing. We would have no, uh, no growth. We'd have no uh, nutrients. And we wouldn't, be what God, we wouldn't be going to further the kingdom of God. So... The question I always ask myself is, 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 how do I further the kingdom and how to advance it? And the first thing is submitting and repentance. Um, I'm new to this technology here. What is that thing? Is there the repent scripture up there? Cool. Submission and repentance. We did that one. But anyways, God calls us to submit and repent. And again, what happens as we, as we submit ourselves and we get rid of ourselves, we get out the way, God can use us for his kingdom. The second thing is invite the Holy Spirit to gift you. So just as disciples waited and then 
days later, they were all in the same upper room, and he poured his Holy Spirit on them. They spoke in different tongues. They were speaking in different languages, and they reached different type of people. It wasn't just their people. It was people that didn't look like them. It was people that didn't walk like them. It was, it early says, it was Jews, it was Gentiles, it was slaves, it was masters. It was anybody who accepted Christ. So he doesn't discriminate. He will, he will, he will if you submit your will to him, he, he, you can invite the gift of the Holy Spirit to work in your life, whether it's a good season or a bad season. Um, we break bread and connect you know, I love the Lord's Prayer, and we do break bread at the end, but one of the things that I love the most is that when Christ sat down with them, he just took his time with them. He got to know them. You know, um, we have surface-level relationships these days with Facebook. Like, Hannah and I were at an appointment the other day, and this guy goes, yeah, I know you. And he heard me talking about my business, and he's like, yeah, I follow you on Instagram. We're friends. I'm like, okay, I don't even know your name, but we're friends, right? So we have this surface-level relationship with people that, um, that they're just... Yeah, we're, we're friends, but we don't really know them. The church, we had a leadership conference about, was it two weeks ago with Kit Patrick? I'm still wearing the bracelet. Um, it says, Hannah is like, do you shower? Are you dirty? I said, no. I, like, I'm one of those guys who go to concert. I wear the band until it fell off. So that's what I'm doing. But my life and our lives were transformed at, at, during this trip. And it was all that we can um, lift up the Lord. But on that trip, I got to know a little bit more about people in an eight-hour van ride to Birmingham, Alabama. Um, you learn pe- the way people sleep. Uh, some, like, with their mouth open. Some people, you know, spread out. You, you learn people's smells. Um, I didn't know Taryn was left-handed. Um, that's another fun fact. Um, they're not surface level. When you, when you get to spend time with someone, when you get to live with them, um, you get to get, create intimacy, and that's what God wants us to be as a body. Again, he wants us to work together. It'd be a funny body if it was just a foot, two arms, four eyeballs, and that was it. It would look like really out of whack, but God wants to call us deeper than we're going right now. He wants us to get past that surface level, and he wants us to break bread. He wants us to, to go together. I, I, I mean, if anything, church people like to eat, you know, and we get to know each other a little bit more through that and through conversation, and you know, even in our, our problems, you know, whether it's um, anger, whether it's pride, we can speak the same language with people who have gone through that. We can speak the same language with someone who's gone through a hard time, who's gone through anxiety. I can speak to somebody about that because I've been there. I had anxiety for, for almost eight or nine years of my life, and then God took that away from me during surrender. That was a supernatural thing, but he, he caused us to, to get past that surface level, you know? I want to challenge somebody today, anybody here, that if you break bread and you pray and you wait and you spend time, that God's going to bring you and see you through your problems. God's going to break through and see you through your hurt. God's going to break you through and see you through that, that season of your life that, that you just don't think you're going to make it. You know, and because of the Holy Spirit power working through us, I can't do it without you. I cannot, I can't do it without an arm and a leg and a, and an ear and a nose. I, I need you. And so if, if we have tons of, of, of connect groups with the church. We have roots. We have DNAs. We have so many things available that don't make this a drive-by Sunday where you're just you know, here you get your worship on, and then you go and you forget about it. We are meant to be to the church. We are meant to be the body, and God is the head. And last but not least, do out of, everything out of love. 
1 Corinthians 13 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have no love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all of the mystery and the knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Nothing that we do, whether it's a gift, whether it's a hug, whether it's a hello, um, there's no connection without love. And we can't know love until we first know Jesus and, and know that he loved us, that he died for us, and that, that he came for however you are today, whether you're doing great, which I hope you are, or if you're really in a, a space right now that you just need him. And, um, you know, I just want to, I want everybody to stand and I just, I hope that that was um, something that you can apply today. And, and we're going to have people on the side for prayer um, at each cross. Um, we, we do this every week and we have a tradition of where we, you know, take bread and, and, uh, and dip the wine. But I do believe that, that the, the Spirit of the Lord is here. And if you rid yourself and you open yourself to what he has for you, that he's going to change you. Um, we're going to have people on the sides of the cross. If you haven't accepted the Lord, if you already had him for years, if you want to say, you know what, God, fill me, saturate me, um, let the Holy Spirit do his work in my life. If you have a problem going on right now, I know he's, he's faithful to meet you at that problem. If anything, give you peace during the storm until the next season. I chose this song, the cornerstone, when Patrick and I were together, and I was like, God is our cornerstone. He's our keystone. If you think of an ark or you go somewhere in a building, you always see this keystone, and it's the thing that holds all of the other pieces together, and that's what God Christ is, is in our life, and so right now... Um